You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, I have extracted an interview that I did for Miss Cora Boyd's podcast. And I thought, you know what? This was a pretty good episode. I asked her, can I take this and just share it with my audience? Because it's not going to be live on her podcast for another six weeks or so. And she said, yes, you can. Which was great. It's funny too, is I feel like the tables kind of turned a little bit during the episode. She was supposed to be interviewing me, but it turned into the fact that I started interviewing her because I just got really curious on the topic that we were talking about, which was the difference between men and women. And I I really think this is one of my more unique episodes because as much as I talk about uh, how women think and feel, I don't always talk about it in relation to men and how we think and feel. So I feel like I haven't really talked about this topic in quite a while. And it was cool to do it with a female and one who is also a dating coach. So Cora was was nice enough to sit down and and have this conversation. Well, maybe I guess I was nice enough to sit down and have the conversation because she asked me to be on her podcast. But she's been on this podcast as well. She was on uh, about a few months ago. I think uh, she might have even been on twice. No, no, I think just once. And we had a good conversation. But we seem to always get into the conversation about men and women and and gender roles and masculine and feminine and and what it means uh, to be a man or a woman and and perceive attraction. And so we we dive really deep into that, talking about how men experience a woman, how a woman experiences a man and some of the turnoffs and turn-ons between us and how we are very different creatures and in a way where we we appreciate it. So it's it's very cool. We dive into it. If you want to check out more of her podcast, you can. It's called Pillow Talk with Cora Boyd. So you can check her out. So we're going to get into that episode in just a second. Just a reminder to you that coaching is available if you are interested in getting into a program that is going to make sure that you get results in your dating life. Yes, it is possible. I work with guys all over the country, all over the world, really. It's a little bit harder to work with some people who are halfway across the world, but we do make it work. Yes, I've worked with people in Australia and I know that people in Australia do listen to the podcast. So anywhere you are, as long as you have access to the internet and a telephone and you have the ability to talk to me, and it could even be on Skype or FaceTime audio, either way, we can help you anywhere. So go to coachedbytrip.com so you and I can work together. We work on how to talk to women, how to understand women, how to become a man that is more attractive to women and optimizing your looks and building your personality. We go deep into all those things, making you the most attractive version of yourself that you possibly can be and teach you the skills that it takes to go off and meet women. I'm working with a guy right now and we just we just started working together. I'm going to keep his name anonymous because it is not a very common name. Uh, but either way, I did not ask him. Okay, anyway, I've been working with him for a couple of weeks and he's already getting results. I mean, he's already getting dates and he's already getting over his approach anxiety, meeting women in person and online. It's crazy what we can do. So if you want to be one of those guys who finally gets results in his dating life, go to coachedbytrip.com. Again, that's coachedbytrip.com and apply today and I'll reach out to you. And of course, if you're not ready for that and that seems like a big commitment to you and you want to go to slower pace at your own pace, go to getherhooked.com. That is my program that teaches you everything about meeting and attracting women, how to flirt with them, how to meet them in person, how to meet them online, and how to understand what a woman wants so you can be that guy without compromising yourself, no weird pickup artistry stuff, uh, just really solid techniques that work and that have worked for hundreds and hundreds of years. And we just teach you how to tap into that and not do it in, like I said, a creepy way. So check it out, getherhook.com for the Hooked program, the video course, or you can check out coachedbytrip.com where you and I can work together over the phone weekly and over text. All right, there you go. Let's get into today's interview with me, but also now with Cora here on the podcast. Here it is. Welcome back, Pillow Talkers. We have Trip Kramer here, fellow dating coach with us today. 
I love talking to other dating coaches. It really is a, um, it's a unique experience to have in the world. It's also a very unique perspective that we get to have uh, through essentially being in the backstage of so many people's love lives and, and what goes on in people's minds and just like the insecurities and the, the celebrations and the, the joys and the heartbreak and all of it, um, we really get to tune into. And it's, a, it's an awesome awesome position to be in. Uh, so I, I always love connecting with other dating coaches and, uh, tuning into like the pulse of, of what they're noticing happening for people and, and sharing what I notice happening. So yeah. thank you so much trip. Welcome. No, thank I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I, I like to say it's like, we get the behind the scenes, Yeah. especially, you know, I work with guys and guys don't talk about this stuff. Yeah. You know, they don't, I mean, some do, but I, I think generally speaking, they're not talking to their guy friends about their shyness and vulnerabilities and the things that they're going through. And they keep it to themselves. I mean, I work with I mean, some pretty high-level people also who you would never think would need or want a dating coach. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to hear from those people as well. I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years, so I, I kind of heard it, all of it. So it doesn't shock me anymore. But you know, just to even explain to anyone what I do for work and and what guys are going through and the struggle that that a lot of men have because the thing is is women they only get to experience the overconfident guys so whenever a woman says to me like oh it's so funny they, they always go oh you know I'm so glad that there's that that there's guys like you out there who are helping these guys and when they say that they go into a whole explanation of they're talking about the guys who are like assholes or just jerks or or being really inappropriate or whatever right. to them. But I'm like, oh, no, no, wait. We have this confused. I don't help those guys. Those guys aren't asking for help. Okay, right. I help the guys who are never talking to you, who you don't mm-hmm. meet. The guys mm-hmm. behind uh, the curtain who are just too scared to come out. So. Yeah, I'm so glad you bring that in because um, as everyone who's listening probably knows I've been working uh, only with men for the last two years and I have recently opened up to working with women. And um, I'm so glad that I have got that experience working with men because it, it really has provided a lot of insight around like just the the experience and the, the misunderstandings that can happen. And I, uh, as a dating coach for men, w- would always get that response and reaction from people too of like, oh, thank God. They need it. They need it, right? And they're, to your point, they're referring to um, the guys who are not reading feedback, who aren't, who aren't respecting no, who are very much in this um, mindset of uh, their success being getting everyone to be into them, or like being able to get any woman to X, Y, Z. Um, when really. The shitty part is those guys are making it difficult for the the swaths of incredible men who are having questions around, okay, like I'm hearing women being so frustrated with with that particular contingent and and saying like, don't be creepy, don't be creepy. Um, How am I supposed to show up and be confident when I'm also getting these messages saying like, take the lead, take the lead, don't be creepy, don't be creepy. Um, it's very confusing. And I think sure we talked is, about this. Sure is. Yeah, we talked about this when I was on your podcast too. And yeah. but it's so it's so important and it's I it's so essential for women who date men to understand this and understand that um we need encouragement. We all need encouragement. If you're interested in a guy, you need to be encouraging his advances and letting him know and giving him that feedback to work with. And um because it can feel for guys really scary and like the shot in the dark of, oh my God, how do I do this? Uh, what feedback do I read? And am I going to be that guy? Yeah. It's interesting too. Now, now we can even take this into a tangent of, of, of the idea of blame. So a lot of women blame men. A lot of men blame women. There's a lot of blame out there. Yes. And so I'll, I'll explain how it works on, on, the, on the guys end. From what I hear from like YouTube comments and guys always say, why do guys have to do all the work? 
Why do we have to do all the work? Why don't the women have to do anything? And they're commenting based off of what I've said on YouTube videos where I tell guys, you have to be the one to ask her out, to approach, to escalate, to go for the kiss, to go for sex, to ask her to marry you, to ask her to be your girlfriend. Like You're the one who's making those advances. So they go, you know, this is bullshit. Why do I have to do all of it? And so then I have to go into a long explanation explaining that it's not that women are entitled or that they are lazy. It's that the actual advancement itself, the assertiveness, the proactiveness, the taking the lead is the thing that is part of the attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to, to be dominant, so to speak. And so that's something I have to explain. And I'm curious on the other end of things, what you hear from women in terms of blame. Anything on mm-hmm. that end? Oh yeah, a lot. And and yeah, there's absolutely a lot of finger pointing going on. Um, yeah, I think for women, it can be uh, confusing this question of um, wanting to be pursued and then also um, wanting there to be equitability in the relationship. And what I always tell people, it's not mutually exclusive. It's not mutually exclusive whatsoever. Um, We can still enjoy kind of like a a traditional courtship. We can still enjoy being pursued. We can still enjoy these gestures um, and have an equitable relationship. And, And to those comments you're sharing from YouTube of the guys being like, well, why do I have to do all the work? That's, it's not even any time in a a relationship that there's not reciprocity. That's the problem. There needs to be reciprocity. Whoever is making the moves, um, there's always like encouragement, reciprocity, receiving that, that is a move as well. And what I find so beautiful and like you and I both work uh, mostly in the hetero space too. So we're just going to speak in those terms. Um, What I find so beautiful about like the courtship dance between men and women is that uh, it, it follows a choreography to an extent. And that's lovely. Right. And that's not to say that um, there aren't moments where uh, the guy is going to be more receptive and the woman's going to be more assertive. That's actually what makes for a dynamic, interesting relationship. Um, And it's totally okay and not counter to anything equitable to enjoy a certain kind of courtship. Yeah, no. So I absolutely agree with what you said there because that's the second part. I mean, really, it's exactly what you say. That's the second part that I say after the whole idea of, you know, what the idea of taking the lead is if you're taking the lead, I say to guys, if you're taking the lead, but she's not, you know, and I'll say in your words, uh, reciprocating, then you're, then leave. You know, like you don't need to be, you don't need to, first of all, I, w- I would think that would not be attractive. You know, but you know, some guys are really hung up on on, on a woman whether or not she's doing that or not. But but yeah, if she's not uh, reciprocating, if you're literally doing all the work and and there's no movement there, don't stay there. You know, it's like the whole idea is you know, let's say you approach a girl or you meet a girl online and you go on a date. If you don't like that. That girl, if she's not interesting, if she is, I don't know, rude, if she has a bad personality, if she doesn't match up with your values, you don't have to keep going. You know, like you can leave, you can be done uh, dating that person. Yeah. So it's not all about the guy has to do everything because if the woman is not doing her end to attract you, then then that's that's fine. You don't have to stay there. So yeah, there does have to be that give and take. I like that you said that the the choreography, the the back and forth. So everyone has their part. It's and you know, I like that. I never really explained it in that way. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. That's good. Like the receiving, like that. Her job is to receive in that sense. Hmm. You know, so that there is that dynamic there. So I like that. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, and I I think too what to bring it back to the point of those gestures is 
making gestures is a sign of respect. It's a sign of respect to her. And when she feels respected, she feels safe. And when she feels safe, she feels comfortable to be vulnerable. Um, So it's so important. It's so important. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. As a female, so you just said the word safe, and I talk about that a lot. I want to hear from you. What does that mean for you? So mm-hmm. when when you are with a guy, like what makes Cora feel safe? Mm. Like what is it that you're like, I feel safe? Now you might not say that to yourself consciously, mm-hmm. but attraction will probably trigger. But the reason is, is because of that safety. What what does a guy do to make you feel safe? Mm. I'm really glad you asked me that. And I also it's so important in dating and it's also a huge part of attraction, especially between men and women, right? Guys love to know that they're making a woman feel safe and women love to feel safe with a guy. So what makes me feel safe? It's when I feel respected, when I feel respected on all levels, um, I feel my my intellect respected. I feel um, my way of seeing the world respected, especially the ways in which I see the world as a woman that are going to be different than how he perceives things. So would we so, say non-judgmental? Um, yes. Yes. That's definitely an element because there needs to be an element of safety where I can feel safe to share um, to share my thoughts and inner experiences uh, truthfully without fear of judgment. Um, And and a huge element too is um, respect around emotional intelligence and intuition. I want more guys to know that because men who who really respect the non-logical are so attractive to women. (laughs) <laughs> because they feel safe and respected and honored in a different way of being and a different kind of intelligence, right? Which then makes us want to honor the linear, logical kind of intelligence. Um, so that... So examples of that, because I, I, I believe I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm curious, like, what does that look like? Like, what does... I mean, are you basically... Are you saying with that, that men think a little bit more on a logical kind of... Per perspective and women more of an emotional, like women are more emotional than men? I think that, um, well, there's an element of how we're socialized. There, so the, answer, the short answer, yes. <laughs> and there's an element of how we're socialized. And I think in large part, that is what it sounds like to me, what it seems like to me, you are helping men do. And I know that what I was helping men do in my coaching with them is... Um, connecting with their own emotional intelligence and connecting with that part of themselves that they do have that maybe hasn't been as socialized as it is for women. So, um, and, and, you know, on the other end, of course, women are, we're all capable of, uh, of logical linear intelligence and emotional energetic intelligence as well. Um, so, what I mean by that, and to give a couple examples, and I love how you're assertively flipping the script on me here, Trip. Am I? Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I, love I guess it. I am. So I'll receive it. Um, so I know that in my own relationship experiences, I um, if I share a perception that I understand intuitively or emotionally or energetically, like I'm able to see, okay, like that person was upset, for example, or, and and to like intuitively, empathetically tune into why someone might be upset. Right. Um, I feel very disrespected when a guy will not, um, honor my perception without physical proof. That oh, makes me feel unsafe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Does that make sense? It makes sense. I still want an example though, if you have one, or okay. if you can just, if, even if you fake it, like just what sure. would be an example of something like that? Like I, I get it. All yeah. that makes sense to me. I yeah. just wonder what, like, I don't know, like ghosts, you know what I mean? Like, like what do we yeah. mean? 
Like, I'm just thinking um, of proof, <laughs> like, like things that require. I get it. Like you're. It, it it sounds to me almost like. No, I'm not going to go down that path. Okay, so yeah, tell me what you're thinking. No, tell me. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's it's not like a bad. It's just boring. Like you know, the whole yeah. idea of spirituality and like a lot of women are very spiritual, and yeah. I can see yeah. a woman being all spiritual and then a guy being like, "Well, is there proof of that?" You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, that exactly. kind of thing. But that's I don't know if that's what example. you're saying. Yeah, I mean that's a great example. That's one element of it. I think like the spiritual would be an element of it. Um, certain things that like as a very emotionally in tune person, you can know, right? Like. So the example I gave of, let's say you're at a party and uh, you're both at a party together. There's some like social ruffling that occurs. And then you're in the car afterwards and you like, I was to share, oh, so-and-so was behaving a little bit off around this topic, right? And then they're like, no, they were like, how do you know that? How do you know? Or like, what do you... um, no, they were saying they were perfectly normal, blah, 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 right? Like I'm sharing a, a perception that was like an emotional, energetic perception about something that happened Yeah. Um, that is more of a tuning into and to kind of bring this into some spiritual language too, like tuning into a certain frequency of something, which um, it's really being asked to defend to defend my uh, experience and experiences with tactile things. And I I know that that's true for a lot of women and it it feels deeply enraging, to be honest. It feels deeply enraging. Yeah, Yeah. I think think a a characteristic or trait that would be attractive to a woman then is a man who's a little bit more open-minded. Yes. Open-minded in that in that sense, mm-hmm. and respectful, even if he is not tuning into some of the these emotional things. Respect respecting the validity of her perception, without having to understand it in his language. So, so really, what I'm saying is like respecting the the mystery of women, and like celebrating it, rather than trying to translate it into his way of understanding it. Or turn a woman into, and turn the woman's mind into the man's mind. And, exactly. and vice versa. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I, do, I do see that difference between men and women. I think it's, it's tough though. And I'll say this on the guy's end, is like, I remember I once dated a very spiritual woman. And there were times where I just could not get on board. Mm-hmm. And I was the typical guy that you're explaining now, the guy who was like, I need proof. I need logic. I need, you know what I mean? Because some things were just a little freaking out there and I couldn't (laughs) handle it. You know, it's one thing to be like, okay, I was with my girlfriend at a party and she had this experience with a guy and she kind of felt off and her intuition spoke to her and she felt weird about a guy. Okay, that's one thing. I get it. But like, I, so I'll I'll tell you a quick story. So I never told this story before. This isn't, this is a good one. So I was dating a girl many years ago, very spiritual and, I was working with a client. Okay. So I was coaching a client and my client knew my girlfriend. So it was, it was, it was all open conversation and I could share things with her and you know, he didn't care because mm-hmm. he was a client of mine for a very long time. And, and we were like close like that. And so I said, Hey, I got to, sh-, you know, I said to my girlfriend, Hey, I got to show you my client got a girlfriend. I got to show you this, the picture of him and this girl. And I was so excited because we worked so hard to get him a girlfriend, which he finally did. And so I show him the picture and she goes, hmm, no, I don't like that. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, I don't know. I just, I get, I get a bad feeling from her. I just don't think that she, she means well. I think that um, there's something wrong. There's something, I don't think she used the word evil, but she, it felt like that was, she was using words synonymous with that. I don't remember exactly, but it was kind of like, like a darkness. Like there was a darkness about her. Hmm. I was like, okay. You know, and I was—I got a little defensive because here I am. I'm excited that my client got a girlfriend, and the first thing is from a picture you're perceiving these things. And I was like, "Well, how would you ever know that?" That's a very—that to me felt a little judgmental in that moment. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I don't know. I just—I don't think—I don't think you should be with her." And I was like, "Okay, that's a little crazy. I get it. You got a gut feeling, intuition, but there's one thing to have a gut feeling and, and being intuitive in a situation like that and calling it out as a fact." 
versus being like, well, what you know, not that she was ever going to meet her, but you know, it's I would say that that is a pretty far fetched thought or 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 idea of a person just from a picture, and you know, and anyways, that relationship ended not too soon after, but I. My relationship, I mean, <laughs> but my client, he dated her for a very long time, and she was actually one of the sweetest girls ever. She was an amazing girlfriend. They ended up breaking up because he was just, uh, you know, whatever for whatever reasons, it just didn't work out. But not for those reasons, not because she was evil or there was a darkness. So, anyways, that story, just going along with what we're saying here, is I get it. There are some times where it's. It's like, yeah, the guy should be open-minded, but sometimes I get, you know, and this is coming from the man's perspective. So I'm asking you to empathize with guys. Is like, there's some moments or exceptions, for that matter, where it will be tough for a, a person of logic to potentially have an open mind to that. Like, I, in that moment, I could not have an open mind to it. Mm-hmm. But either way, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. And that sounds, that example sounds like the real tension point was that you were sharing something you're, you were really excited about and um, she shot all over it, essentially. Basically. <laughs> with, yeah. a, with, with a judgment from a picture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like that, that's um, like, that's a really good example of uh, not receiving someone not receiving someone, right? Or not receiving you in your celebration. And um, also, I've read a handful of psych studies around how much, how much it matters how someone responds to our good news and how, how strengthening it is to a relationship when someone is super encouraging of your, your good news and how much it erodes a relationship when some, when people shit all over your good Oh, completely. Can yeah, you imagine like that, you're that, excited? Like, Who's yeah. the next person in line that you want to be as excited as you, your partner? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think too, with all of this, it's, um, it's not so much always needing to come to a point of agreement or even, uh, or even understanding. Um, but like respecting a different way of being and allowing the other person to be different. Because as we know, so much of attraction too is in polarity. It's in like, whoa, you're, you're off doing all that man stuff. Like that's hot, right? And I'm over here doing whatever I'm doing. Um, so that example- Which is also gave, hot. Which is also hot, exactly. Um, but it's more because in that example, it's almost like it, it getting, getting to the point of, um, only one person being able to be right. Right. And, and that example too, it sounds like she was, you know, shitting on your good news. So, uh, to validate that, that makes total sense why that was not attractive. Um, but kind of just bringing this back to um, what we were talking about around safety. Uh, yeah, other, other things that make you feel safe. Is that, yeah, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's feeling respected in my um, in my intellect, in my perception, in my experience, um, and not uh, not being asked to defend my way of being. And that's not necessarily to say not being asked to um, not being challenged on things, right? That's a different things. It's, but it's a very different energy when you challenge, um, an equal. So it's, it's that, it's that energy of being treated, uh, uh, with respect. Um, and what I would say to guys also who are hesitant to express interest. Okay. It can actually be really fucking ex- uh, respectful to express interest. How do you mean? Because you're interested in them. You're interested and you're letting it be known. And if, when you're doing that in a way that is, um, you're giving space for her to opt in, you're giving her space to um, reciprocate feedback, it can feel really respectful when a guy 
expresses interest because you're like, hmm, yeah, you do. You see that about me. Cool. Thank you. I feel respected. Let me ask you this. So this is what I, I say to guys. I say, so, okay. Guys will say to me, they get really caught up in texting. So they say, you know, so I had one client, for example, I was working with and he goes, you know, Trip, she's a really bad texter and she doesn't text a lot. And I'm like, well, why do you want to text a lot? And he said, well, I want her to let her, I want her to know that I'm interested. If I don't text back, she's going to think I'm not interested. So guys are, are afraid that the woman won't think that he's interested if he's not giving her you know, constant attention. It's probably, uh, uh, he's probably, what's it called? Projecting that, I'm guessing, because he probably wants that attention as well. But either way, that's how a lot of guys think. And, and maybe women too. And I tell the guys that you don't need to, to do that. I believe that enough interest... So back, so back to what you're saying here is, is showing um, that you like them or interest, right? Is that as long as you're asking the, the girl out, as long as you're asking her out and making moves to be with her or making even moves physically, sexually, you know, that to me is enough. Unless I'm missing something, do you have an opinion where you think that there should be more? Because I feel like it's one thing if the guy's texting you all day and never asking you out. It's like, what's going yeah. on, dude? You know, like, do you like me or not? But, but making those advances yeah. is, uh, you know, is something. And also, I can imagine a woman being like, well, all he wants to do is sleep with me. So I tell guys like, well, if you want something casual, then that's all you're going to do. But if you want a woman for romantic interest in terms of like a, a serious relationship, you'll do date-like things. And I would, I would imagine that that would be enough. But what do you think? Is there something missing? Like, do guys have to show more, more beyond that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally hear you on guys getting really fixated on texting. Uh, also, just people in general. I think folk like really hyper focus on oh, like as if the texts are going to make or break it. And language is val- like language is powerful. It can increase attraction. But honestly, texting too much kills attraction. Kills attraction. Um, What I recommend is using texts as a way to create some anticipation between when you're seeing each other and set up logistics. And that's it. That's it. So I totally agree. Less is more when it comes to texting. And... um, I definitely, from my perspective, uh, if I know that someone like uh, action shows what's happening. So action is so much more telling than words, especially in the early days of dating. And this is something I, I encourage clients, especially female clients to pay attention to, pay attention to someone's investment in terms of their action. So yeah, if he's asking you out, if he is moving the needle forward on actually spending time together and deepening that connection. Awesome. It doesn't matter if he's not texting you. In fact, it, it's better because then you're going to be that much more excited to spend that time together in person. And also just that text, so much can get lost in translation and it's very easy to project our stories onto uh, text or it, project what we think someone's tone is especially when we're just starting to get to know someone and we don't we're not really tuned into their humor that well yet we are you know we need to acknowledge that different people have different uh digital communication styles and some people are really quippy texters and that's really fun you know like also to validate it can be so fun to flirt with text, uh, flir- uh, flirt on text with people you're just starting to see. But I really recommend to people keep it as a, a function to create anticipation for when you're going to see each other in reality and leave all the getting to know each other business for in person, for actual dates. You don't need to be going through your history with each other on text. It's better just to keep it light and flirtatious and like. Use it to show interest, but don't overdo it. Less is more, especially when, as you said, you have set up the next time you're going to see them. Uh, 
it's way better. <laughs> Fewer texts are way better. And then what do you think about that whole idea that we were saying earlier of for you? Well, yeah, for you, Cora, is that enough in terms of showing interest? Or do you need or do you need more than that? Or do women complain? What are women saying? Is that enough? To ask to, out. Just ask out, mm-hmm. move move things forward. Mm-hmm. Or, or does there have to be more? Well, I think um the the actions of moving things forward totally matters and the the content of the experiences you have together matters too. And when I say content, I mean um the energy of the dynamic. So does it feel fun? Does it feel fun? Is it all like if it's all just cut and dry, great, cool. I want to see you again. Great, we'll see each other again. Cool. I want to see you again. That doesn't necessarily make me feel that excited, right? So um, building excitement is important and we can do that with some of these garnishes, right? If we're looking at text as like a garnish to a meal, right? Like the asking out is the meal, but um, the garnish is like the, or the texting is the um, setting the tone for the the next time you're going to see each other. I do think that's important. Um, So whether or not it's, um, it's necessary. Well, this gets us into an interesting territory of uh, looking at in dating and this is interesting because it it kind of parallels our conver- our earlier conversation. But something I talk a lot about with my clients is uh, this skill set of dating being very much in discernment, which is this process of having your logic and your emotion in communication with each other and working together as a team. And in dating, they're both in- important. So we could look at okay. Um, like the, the logical, okay, he asked me out. Cool. Okay, we spent time together. There were no red flags. There seemed to be some value alignment. Cool. And we want the excitement. We want the emotionality to it as well. So we could even look at flirting. Um, flirting has a function. The flirting has multiple functions. It serves the function to express attraction, to create attraction, to explore attraction, and also to have fun. And it also creates excitement. It creates an emotional experience. So there is an element of flirting that is very um, efficient. And ultimately, there's a, a whole thread of flirting that has nothing to do with efficiency because you want to enjoy the time you're spending together, right? That's why you choose to say yes when he asks you out again is because you had fun, because there was excitement, because there was this emotional experience created. So I, to answer that, I think they both matter. Um, well, what if you're flirting in person? What if all that flirting is going on in person? Does it still have, have to happen over text? I don't think it has to happen. I don't think it has to happen, but I... Like, isn't the experience itself enough? The asking out plus the experience mm-hmm. plus the sexual connection. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that would be enough. And anything yeah. else actually might get the other person to chase a little bit. So like if you end up not texting them throughout the day or or doing some of the... Or, or saying, how's your day? Or flirting over text in between hanging out. Not doing that might cause the other person to actually like you more instead of less. But again, we're assuming everything else is going smooth, like the in-person. Exactly. We're assuming everything else is going smooth. And to your point too, the reason I say less is more is because we actually want the person to have the opportunity to become more attracted to us in the wondering if we are attracted to them, right? So like, yes, we want to express interest and and we want to give them enough to work with that they feel, okay, this is a safe uh, place to invest my romantic energy. Like there, there is evidence, there is, there is reason to believe that there's going to be some return on my investment of romantic energy with this person. We do want to give that and we need to give enough space to allow them to wonder a little bit, 
what's going on for us because that does build attraction when we're like, oh, are they into me? Oh, I feel like I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to feel kind of into them. Are they into me? So yeah, totally. And um, I think that it's enough. It's enough. And the reason I say garnish with the creating the anticipation and, and doing a little bit of sprinkling to um, let someone know they're on your mind or kind of like, you want them to receive a text from you and be like, like have a little flutter of excitement, right? So the reason I say garnish is because garnish is extra, right? Garnish is something a little extra that makes something even better. So yeah, I agree with you that it is enough to show those actions decisively and where we can um, flirtatiously create anticipation and nurture the emotional experience, knowing that between dates, people do get in their heads they get in their heads and they get their stories coming in about X, Y, Z. Um, a little flirtatious garnish is always a plus. What do you tell women to do? Because you said you're transitioning to working with women. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you tell women to do in terms of... Or do you tell them to flirt with guys over text or reach out to them in between dates? in the very beginning of the courtship process. What, what do you... Do they even ask questions about that? They ask less questions about texting than men. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> men That's get really, really fixated too on like the exact... I think somehow there's some sort of idea that this little nugget of text is going to make or break it. When what we need to remember is people are available and interested or they're not. And the things that you do, do create more attraction. So like, yes, someone could receive a text from you that is curated in such a way that that it has mystery and intrigue with the right amount of expressing attraction or whatever it could be. Like, yeah, it is important, but that's not the meat and potatoes. That's not the, it's it's not the entree. It's the garnish. Um, so where, where I see people getting so focused, like they're giving entree energy to the garnish pieces of the dating process. Sure. Um, sure. One so, of my, th- one of my theories on this, why guys mm-hmm. are asking, and I'm just kind of coming up with this in this moment, I'm thinking, yeah, why do guys ask so much about texting? Mm-hmm. And I, I know, I think I know the reason is the reason is, is because it's not that it's about texting. They're just asking, they'll, a- they'll ask the same question that they would probably have asked in 1950 that they're going to ask in the year 3000. It's just going to be different depending on the technology. Mm -hmm. So what's the general question is, what do I say to the girl to get her attracted to me? Right? But communication changes over time. And my theory on this is backed up by the questions I've gotten from guys over the years. Like, what were they asking me seven, eight years ago? I got a lot of questions about what to say to her over Facebook. And I just realized in this moment, I don't get that question anymore. (laughs) So what what question do I get, Cora? Can you guess? How do you slide into her DMs? Bam! She got it. (laughs) Right. How do you slide into her DMs? But also, how do you text her? Because that's how we're communicating. So it's interesting. And so, so, you know, while the question, well, what do I say to her like in person is, is a great question. What do I say to her over text? Also a good question, but you're doing less with that kind of stuff. But that's mm-hmm. just, yeah, the questions we'll have to answer, you know, over time. But but it, just to, you know, tell the guys out there is that texting is uh you don't need to be a good texter. And I just think it's so interesting that that yeah, well, of course the women the women probably don't ask because they're because the guys are pursuing more often than not. So it's the guys who are texting. So, and the women who are receiving the text, right? So back to what we were saying earlier. So I think that they probably don't, that's not, they probably don't need that. They probably want to just learn more about how to keep a guy around when he's pulling away. At least that's what I've heard from other coaches who work with women is that's one of their, their biggest issues is women, women don't have a hard time as much as men meeting 
but it's keeping mm. the interest. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. So um, something to the DM slide and the texting, I think what we're touching on here is that like, that's really just the tip of the iceberg. Like that, that is the garnish, so to speak. When you understand fundamentally how attraction works and what creates attraction, it's just a, a matter of highlighting those things within yourself. And when you understand what high value behaviors are and like high value behaviors create attraction, when you understand the greater picture of it, then you know what to text people. But if we're, we're focused on the texting, the like micro above understanding what actually creates attraction, then you just put that in the format, in the format of texting. So it's not this different thing. It's not necessarily this like mysterious other meta language and be like, yes, there are nuances to digital communication styles across different platforms, of course. Um, but when you know how to create attraction in person, you literally just translate those dynamics into texting. It's not so different. Um, so I do notice people when they're getting really fixated on the text or like that element of it, it's usually because they're avoiding looking at the bigger picture. Uh, it's almost a stalling tactic to get really fixated on a detail. That's like, once you understand this whole other sphere, that's what enables you to confidently text and know what to say. Rather than you're not going to become confident in the in-person and the dating by knowing how to send a perfectly curated text. Yeah. 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 So to your question... Um, what makes a girl feel safe? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Are we still on that one? Curated text. A per- like, that's it. That's all. That's all we need. Just a perfectly, meticulously curated, laboriously curated text. text her that she's a overly emotional, spiritual, illogical girl. Just text her that and she'll love you. And that, oh, and then add in their PS, you don't respect any of her opinions. Say that, uh, yeah. girls Perfect. will come running. Yeah. That's, our, that's our communal uh, two dating coaches get together. That is the cohesive dating tip we have for any men listening. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's respect. It's feeling, um, feeling like you can count on someone. So like capability is so attractive. Capability is so attractive in men because you feel like you can, you can relax and you can trust that they are capable of doing X, Y, and Z. So any way that you can show capability, that you can demonstrate respect, um, and you like that comes to respecting her boundaries too. That's a huge element of feeling safe is uh, seeing through action that someone can respect your your boundaries, and seeing through action that someone can uh, read your feedback, um, and seeing through action that someone cares about your experience. Yeah, I like that. Well said. Yeah. Well, Cora, thanks for being on my podcast today. <laughs> Uh, really glad that you know you were able to come on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Trip, for coming on my podcast. Um, yet another great conversation. It's really <laughs> cool. It's really cool to um, uh, come together and share these different perspectives, or kind of advocate for these different groups that we're both helping. And ultimately, um, what I want to emphasize for listeners is that it's not an us versus them conversation. We all want the same thing, which is connection and uh, sexy experiences and romance. And know that when you go on a date with someone, they are rooting for you. They want it to be a good time. They want you to do the gestures that make them feel respected or, or make them feel trusted to take the lead or whatever the case might be, uh, person to person, man to woman. Um, it's not an us versus them conversation. It's a how do we start listening more to, oh, this is actually what really works for women. This is what, how they would love to be treated. Oh, this is what really works for men. Here's how they would love to be treated. Here's the kind of encouragement they would love to have. Um, so yeah, that's my two cents. What's your two cents, Trip? 
And your soapbox statement. Oh, my soapbox statement. Yeah, I think uh, I think regarding what we're talking about here, you know, the difference between men and women, I feel like is kind of our big topic of today. And 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 the idea is this: men and women are different. They are equal. I was going to say this earlier. It's funny that like equality got involved in this conversation, not our conversation, but the bigger conversation of. Uh, attraction and and gender roles and things like that. It's like, yeah, no shit. We're all equal. Like, you know, we should all be able to do the same things, but we're not the same. And anyone who thinks that is uh, living on another planet. You know, we are we are different. We are attracted to different things. Mm-hmm. We think in different ways. Neither one is is worse than the other. Just how it is, mm-hmm. and. And I believe that if men and women were just to really take the time to learn about the uh, the opposite sex, you know, or we'll just say in this kind of heteronormative speak, you know, it's like the heterosexual females, and and women were to do the same thing about men, and also we learn about ourselves because I think a lot of guys, I mean, you can't really learn about women without learning about men, and vice versa. You have to. It's all in the same conversation. So my point is, is it's good to be learning about women, understanding yourself, uh, knowing that yes, we're equal, but we are different, and we get triggered in different ways, and we want uh, not all things, but there are many things that we, we each want that are different, and that's okay. But if we learn them, that could be one step to being able, one big step to be able to. Attract someone that you're that you're looking for, and so it's just very important to do that. Yes, yes, one big step for mankind. I was I was going to interrupt <laughs> myself and actually yeah, say that. We're setting it up. Yeah, I was like, absolutely. okay, no jokes here. Let me be serious. Yeah, no one big joke. step for man. One one small step. What was it? What has one one small step for man. One big one, step one, for big, mankind. Big, like big that. Leap, one big leap for mankind. Yeah. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll work on that for the next time. I so agree with you, Trip. And it's the more that we can like acknowledge the difference, the more attraction there's going to be because the attraction is in the polarity. The attraction is in you're different from me. Who is this mysterious creature? The more we can respect that and respect the, the different way of being, that actually feeds our attraction, right? Being the same neutralizes the energy, the attraction energy being different increases the polarity, which increases the attraction. So right. it's to all of our benefit. Yes. To respect exactly. that we are equal and we are different. Yes. Yeah. Well said. Wonderful. So I'll leave it on that note. Thanks again, Trip. Where can people find you? Yeah. So work with you. Yeah. It, well, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you like podcasts, I have one as well. Cora was on mine uh, recently. It is called the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Speaking of communication, How to Talk to Girls podcast. You can check that out. Available on, on anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And uh, if you want to skip that and just go right to uh, doing something with me in terms of doing coaching, just go to coachedbytrip.com. Trip is with two Ps. Uh, but either one of those is a great start for you uh, to find me. So there you awesome. go. Awesome. Thank you so much, Trip. Thank you.